Hello and welcome to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast where we give powers to a name. You just sit or stand right there and let us come at you with an incredible hero creation story, but also the story of that hero as well. You're getting two stories in one with this podcast. My name is Dean McKnight and as always I will be your raconteur, your um, your craftsman, your um, elegant writer for this uh, particular uh, superhero that we're going to make. Uh, you and I, you and I, we're going to do it together. But also, I've got my two buddies, Jade Sarson and Josh Randall, here to help me. Are you guys ready to uh, do what we do every fortnight and make a superhero that is going to be the best thing since... The, the last superhero. Yes. The best superhero since the last superhero that we created. Yes. Nothing but bangers on this one. Yep. Uh, Jade, are you ready to make a banger? Well, for a second, I thought you were going to like abscond with the listener and just like ditch us two here, so I'm relieved. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, De- Dean's described themselves as a uh, elegant writer, so I'm, I'm sure that you can do the heavy lifting today, Dean. Oh, this is going to be uh, a Dean-heavy episode. Uh, well, it's going to be all uh, Dean. Uh, just, uh, you know, what? sit on sit back. back. <sighs> yeah, you, you just relax, and it's just going to be me... There's, there's no one else in this episode apart from me. Right, Jade? Oh, wait. Wait a second. This other chair has materialized next to me, and there's another uh, huh? friendo here that's just relaxing. Uh, hi, Ushio. <laughs> hey, how's it how's it going? <laughs> we're, we're just chilling. Oh. Are you here? To, you were going to be here to, like, help Dean, but apparently he's, uh, you know, more than capable of doing this all by himself. So maybe you don't have to do anything. Maybe we can just uh, sit back and have a chat. Yeah, cool. No problem. I'm not sure about chilling though because I'm kind of kind of melting right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's extremely hot. It's a little murky. Mm-hmm. If, if you want, we... if you want to put a timestamp on when we recorded this episode, <laughs> remember that one very hot day, guys. Everyone, remember that one. The that's the perfect day you want to be stuck in your spare room with a microphone, surrounded by like old quilts <laughs> and furniture. <laughs> Just to really, like, record. But, you know, I will put up with this heat if it means recording with our very special guest uh, for this week, Ushio. Welcome aboard. Um, I, I'm not going to take all the spotlight from you. Like, that's, listen, that's just a little jokey joke. You're going to you're gonna get it, get stuck in with us, right? Yep. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'll do my best to keep up. <laughs> I feel like you, you are a good choice of guest for this uh, show because it feels like every time I see you, uh, you have a new, extremely random comic to recommend to me. And every time I'm like, this is the weirdest, nichest shit. Like, you just like have a, a, a breadth of exposure to many different characters. <laughs> M- mostly trash. So. Yes, yes, but that's fine because that's all we make here. <laughs> yeah, again, all that spiel about high quality. All that spiel about how high quality your hero is just, you know, forget your head there. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we dig in track. We're like one of those sculptors that make, like, uh, really pretty, like, you know, pained human expressions out of, like, old Capri Sun cartons or whatever. That's that's what we do here. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, never, you never seen that? No. Just me. Anyway, so, um, Ushio, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what... Jade, Jade's sort of, like, cracked open the nut here saying about your wonderful comic recommendations but um for people who might not be familiar explain a little bit about like who you are and what you do 
okay so yeah i'm i'm ushio i've been around the block a couple of times i used to make comics myself but i've kind of moved on and now i just play video games make cosplay and read a lot of manga and that's that's basically it i don't have very high standards so i'll read pretty much anything <laughs> <laughs> no but that's that's good like um it's better to read wide than it is to read tall if you know what i mean yeah just go for like everything and just absorb it and see what you like is that is that your philosophy about things yeah yeah kind of I, I just like basically anything i'd rather have a failed experiment than something that doesn't attempt to be anything better than average so i'd, I'd rather have a spectacular mm -hmm. failure that's complete trash rather than have just something that's middle of the road mm. you, you, need, you need to challenge yourself with the the bad stuff you know yeah it's, it's, it's not good to be constantly in with the uh the stuff that makes you comfortable. Sometimes you've got to go for the uh, the trash because the trash kind of opens your eyes to. Like we spoke about it last week, how the bad can motivate you to create and kind of be inspired to do better than they can. Yeah, m maybe something like that. I just. And also, I feel like um, you you briefly mentioned uh, your cosplay, but I feel like you're you're getting a little a little recognisable now for like if if you go to UK cons. You will recognize Ushio because, like, he's he's always doing very standout cosplay, like Black Sad, um, Ancient Magus Bride, uh, Gang Orca. Like, holy shit! Like, these are for, a a. You're very tall, so like you tower over everyone. So it's like we can spot you from uh, across the convention hall. Uh, you pick very useful. wonderfully unique characters, very difficult cosplays as well. I kind of overreach. <laughs> like the visibility is it's like, poor. <laughs> it's hard to it's see like in this your, stuff. Um... <laughs> Sorry, go on. It's good. No, I was just going to say, it's like your cosplays are the antithesis to your um, comics. Because like, you, you go for like, oh yeah, anything. But then with the cosplay, no, I have to reach. I have to go further. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I don't envy anybody who has to wear like, any kind of cosplay that covers their face and masks and stuff because I walk mm. into dustbins quite a lot because the visibility is oh, not no. great <laughs> and they're just out of my line of sight <laughs> but oh. it's fun people respond to them and they're kind so it's, it's not too bad mm. so and you wear um you wear cosplay on your um your channels as well right yeah but because like there's no more comic cons at the minute but I still kind of want to make stuff I've just kind of thrown mm. cosplays to one side and I've started making not so much original characters. I just I want to make something and my hands get to work and I just come out with something weird at the end. So I've got like mm -hmm. a, a channel. So instead of having a copyrighted thing where I might get sued, I've just moved on to like an original thing where I can just have my own little space. So I've got like a little yeah. dragon costume I wear at the minute. So Aww. yeah, I've, I've been adopted by furries and they're very kind. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you, you mentioned like because you know you want to avoid like copyright and all that like coming up with you know whatever whatever random character that seems very relevant to what we do here yep i mean it's it's almost exactly what we do here um you know we we do make superheroes ushio is do, have you read a lot of like superhero fiction are there any like favorite superhero of yours like any that stand out at all do you, you mean like um like traditional superheroes like Marvel DC kind of stuff? Or do you I mean... think anything goes. Any kind of superhero, yo. Yeah, I, I had a big phase of like the, the Marvel DC back 
in in like when I was much younger and then I read a bunch of 2000 AD a little bit older and now you just read nothing but shonen jump isn't it so there's a lots of lots of different <laughs> kinds of superheroes so but superheroes that sometimes they can work within their limits they don't have to be able to crack a planet in two they've got other means to do what they need to do mm, I like that yeah like um that that's sort of like one thing we tend to sort of go off on a little bit you know those superheroes that have those like strict limits but work within them like in extremely creative ways to like solve a problem or be a bad guy that they might not normally sort of stand up against you know it's all it's all luffy and beam plastic and him um working out that if you pump blood really fast with your legs you can be more powerful that that's the good shit. Mm. That's what we like. That's where One Piece got weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on the flip side, he can't swim. So. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, it See, works. Limitations. Way. Yeah. Yes. That's where your drama comes from. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's it's good story crafting. Um, speaking of characters, are there any like character archetypes that you're sort of drawn to that you sort of favor above above others at all? I think the classic is just the like the underdog. So everybody can root for okay. an underdog. But I don't like superhero characters, like, say, halfway through the series, it turns out that their parents were originally superheroes and they're the, just the chosen one. I don't like that kind of thing. Right. I prefer mm. a hero that's kind of earned their own right to kind of, you know, earn their victories. They've done it themselves, yeah. not mm. just because it turns out they had it all along. They, they, they worked hard. They, they put in the effort. And by God, they got something out of it. Yeah, that true, true shonen guts. <laughs> hmm. I feel like we don't do many legacy heroes on this show because we kind of feel the same. Like we like seeing a character struggle on their own and then like found family stuff, all that kind of thing. Hmm. Hmm. I think even when we have worked on legacy heroes, um, we've still tried to go for yeah that found family. They're not chosen ones; they just happen mm. to stumble in. Because I just need to remember our. Might have been our pilot one, so it may have been released where we had a ballet dancing elk <laughs> legacy hero. <laughs> I, that rings that? a tiny bell in the like, back of my brain. I think it, it was a, I think it was like blue elk. So we did it before our first episode, oh, and I think they yes, trained yes. in the mountains. It was a. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. Lost episode. Yep. <laughs> uh, that no one will be able to hear because we didn't have our microphones then. Um, <laughs> So, I think this is all, like, going really well, Ushi. I think we're going to really click when it comes to um, character building. Because, you know, we're, I think we sort of lean more towards, sort of like, the manga-style storytelling than what I would say has traditionally been seen as, like, Western, like, superhero comics um, style of, like, um, you know, creating characters and having them come from, like, you know, these big families or these like massively changing storylines that happened like 20 years ago that still resonate none of that mm. ah, no we're, we're gonna go in hard from scratch and we're gonna build a superhero together and the generator this week is um well for a start i have to thank uh nathan blades thank you nathan for sending me this uh, a little while ago i do apologize for not replying but what better <laughs> reply is there than throwing it into an episode right now so Nathan centers this uh, interesting one because we're talking a lot about uh, superheroes. But what about supervillains? This is the your villain name generator, uh, and now the the style of this one is that it's blank of blank 
and blank. So they could be um, Monsieur of War and Melancholy. Like that's the kind of name okay, we're going to get very, for this very one. Very dramatic triple barrel name. Yes. So uh, Ushio, I'm going to ask for a few a few personal details. Um, okay. <laughs> your, your bank bank card, your your, your date of birth, your the street you grew up on, etc., etc. All right. No, 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 no. Nothing important. That's fine. <laughs> no. As ever, no, if no, you no. do feel like just uh, if it happens to be a birthday and you don't want to say your birthday, just pick a month. Okay. <laughs> Boom. So, uh, Ushio, what's your favourite season? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> very personal. Uh, let's not have summer because we're all suffering right now. So let's go for winter. Yeah. Mm. Oh, winter. So that that is Monsieur slash Madame. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your favourite colour? Let's go with yellow, I think. Yes, Team Yellow. Nice. Uh, so that's Monsieur of Pain. <laughs> Uh, and y- your birth month slash a random month? Uh, let's go with back to December for winter, I think. Like, good. Keeping it on point. So this is Monsieur of Pain and Anguish. That's a <laughs> that's a heavy one. That's an edgelord right there. Yeah, this is going to be a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've got to challenge ourselves. Um, it's, not, it's not always easy on BBRP. we got to look within ourselves... You know, and really gaze at those horrible parts of our personality and excise them. You know, like like a HBO writer does, and like put the put it on the screen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Monsieur of Pain and Anguish. Uh, any any sort of initial ideas that that sparks, Ushia? What what are you thinking? We've got, I think, a bit of a a posh person because of the Monsieur. I, mm. I don't think it's because mm. they're French. I think it's because they kind of put on airs. Something like that. Uh, like so. a bucket bouquet type. Yeah, <laughs> bit a bit of a classy guy. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, they could they could be a, a madame as well. Um, I don't I do not know unfortunately what the gender neutral uh, French uh, uh, pronoun is. I apologize to everyone um, everywhere at all times. Um, let's <laughs> let's go. Uh, Usha, do you want a, a monsieur or a madame? Uh, I, I think we'll go with a monsieur because I don't know. I just got a bit of a, a classy guy. Kind of like a, yeah, a bad boy tuxedo mask, something like that. Oh, someone Ooh. who comes and does nothing. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of like a villain. Maybe, now, what if they are a villain that is posing as a hero, but they only arrive and do nothing, and sort of like that's a way of sabotaging the whole heroic process? Is hmm. that anything? I actually <laughs> kind of love the idea of a villain that, is a pain in the ass to all other villains because they show up and take the credit for all the villainous deeds. Ooh, okay, that's that's pretty good. So they're a, they're a villain of villains. Yeah, so like Surely. the pain and anguish is entirely a name that they chose. <laughs> uh, they're they're very dramatic and they show up to like really serious crimes and like sometimes it's not a dramatic crime either. It's like something very basic. Um, I don't know, like like fraud and someone's being arrested for it. But this mm-hmm. villain shows up with a flourish, with a cape and everything, and is like, ha-ha, let me explain to you the pain it was and me anguish along. <laughs> that I have caused. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the real villain's there like, well, I mean, I, I guess if it was you, then you could get arrested. But then that means admitting that you were smarter than me. I don't know if I can abide that. Oh, now, yeah, okay, I... Are you, you liking this? Yeah, I quite like it. Idea? Yeah, I think it's good. The bad guy who's is kind of 
only a bad guy because he says he is, not because he's actually yeah. done anything. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone just like stealing all the thunder. Um, you know, maybe there's like a time when they like just do something so like minimal um, that has like an, a minimal impact on the crime. But of course, they're just there like, that was me, baby. Yep. If it wasn't for the coin that I flipped on that road, on that car's tire that made it skid, none of this would have happened. It was all me. <laughs> have yep. they always been like that then? Maybe, Or have they maybe, maybe their first, in air quotes, crime was something that they accidentally did and was blamed for it? And then they yeah, kind of so got they, the rush. they go to prison with like a big time villain and they're like, this this super villain Biz is pretty pish easy, you know. And then the super <laughs> villain's like fuming in the ride to prison or whatever. And then they're just stuck in the same cell and like uh, our monsieur is just like, you know, you know, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't have been successful on that that little heist. Of course, we did get arrested, but. It was all all the good stuff was me, and this villain is meanwhile like <laughs> furiously carving a shiv, you know. Ah, <laughs> oh, just rubbing his tooth toothbrush against like the wall, just like really fast, like <laughs> frustration, <laughs> in pain and anguish. Can, can this guy please? Can this guy please be a, a mustache twirler? Oh yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 have a mustache. They literally carry a card saying that they're a villain. Like we can we can break out all the cliches. That's well, <laughs> I like that you've mentioned a card because I was thinking maybe once they've got out of prison because they're not attuned to like the showmanship yet. Mm. Maybe their initial crimes are that they leave calling cards at the scenes of crimes that they didn't commit. Mm. Oh, so they build up to it. Yeah, so it could be small things, but then they realize that they're not getting the acclaim. Like maybe they just keep on missing the cards, or maybe they like maybe they leave a card at like an arson. Um, site, but the card gets burnt up and they lose the credit, that kind of thing. So they've kind yeah. of had to try and make themselves more bombastic in terms of presentation, just because they weren't getting that acclaim when it was small time. Hmm. Hmm. That sounds pretty darn good. I like that. Um. So okay, we got we we've got a skeleton for this character now. We know we know how we know their mo. Um. But. Who who is the uh, Monsieur of pain and anguish? Who who are they on a human level? Let's let's look them in the eye here. Mm. Um, they they like mustaches. Um, they they are they hmm, are they like pussing out of these crimes? Are they like actually do they actually want to commit a crime but they can't bring themselves to it? Do you think like how? I think they're more simple than that. To me, they're someone who just won't shut up about how great they are. Okay. Mm. You know those kind of people that stand around talking about doing the thing instead of actually doing the thing. Meanwhile, someone else is getting on with it. That that type of person. <laughs> I mean, we've all been on social media long enough to <laughs> encounter these kinds of people. <laughs> um, mm, maybe they do have like a... Um, maybe somehow this kind of behavior has like garnered them some sort of a following as well. Potentially like... Um, enough people believe the spiel that they, um, you know, they pick up the card and they actually, you know, follow follow them on fucking Instagram or like Twitter or whatnot. Oh, they could have this... this one very passionate fan, like um, <laughs> Incredible Style, you know. Um, oh what's his, yeah. What's his nuts? Um, but, uh, Syndrome. Is it Buddy? That's it. Buddy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Even we can remember. I'm, I'm, trying, 
I'm trying to remember the name of this character. Do you read My Hero Academia? Yeah. Mm. There, there yes. was the guy, he was very smartly oh, dressed, and he was being a bad guy um, for his YouTube channel. And G- he had the one girl criminal. following around. Was that his name? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It very much yeah, reminds gentle me criminal of this. And, uh, lover Lover or something? Lover Lover. I can't yeah. remember how they eventually <laughs> translated their name. Yeah, th- this is the guy. So we're, we're kind of running in parallel to this guy. <laughs> he's, got, he's got this self image that he wants to be this big bad guy, but he's kind of doing it for superficial reasons. I, I don't know. <laughs> we need to veer away from that then. Yeah, we yeah. want something. I don't know. Because he seems quite insufferable as well, like our version. He seems like a bit of a, yeah, I, a I annoying, annoying little dude. Be... Yeah, yeah. I was going more for the annoying. Like I found, um, what was it? Uh, gentleman. Something. Gentle criminal. Gentle criminal. Right. I, I uh, found him quite like interesting and relatable in certain ways. Like I could sympathize with him. I was like, you go for it, buddy. But um, <laughs> this guy, our guy, I, I feel like Monsieur is like just a dick that you're like, please, for the love of God, shut up. Just stop. He's like a bad guy out of Despicable Me. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's really, the like, energy we're pro- going for. Proper bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> bowl cut, weird moustache. Maybe it. like it's been like overly waxed as well. So it just looks like really greasy and like gross. Yep. <laughs> oh, every time he twizzles it, it like flicks something at whoever's too close. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So we sort of need to sort of analyze a little bit what makes a uh, gentle criminal likable. So we can flip reverse that for our character to make them despicable, unlikable. Um, I think a lot. Now, a lot of that, I think, has to do with like when you flesh out a character and learn more about them. I guess there's more sort of grip for people to like latch onto and to like. So maybe like the secret to our character, our Monsieur of Pain and Anguish, is to sort of keep them relatively flat in terms of like backstory, or just give them like a really unsufferable backstory. Listen, Ushier, like really good like storytelling tip. Mm. If you want your character to be like really unlikable, just make them really rich. Yep. <laughs> and just like just play off that. Um that goes for you too, Bruce Wayne. Let's see you. Um so maybe this is like a some rich kid who some rich like edgelord kid who was like, you know, really um into like um you know, pulling the legs of spiders, just like this weak source, like um gritty edginess as like a teen. Um, but then when they got to their 20s, they realized like, oh, wh- maybe this is the time. Like, I have the ambition. Hashtag hustle c- culture. I'm going to do it. I'm going to actually like shift into a gear to um, do something truly despicable. And that's where they flub up the crime, going to jail. Hey, I'm a criminal now, baby. Um, Are they only ever going to like... So I just want to check: Are they taking credit for thing for successful crimes, or um, are they going to be like flubbing other crimes? So like, someone's going to have this massive, big, like, oh, we're going to poison the river, and s- somehow, um, Monsieur just manages to, in in their attempt to like, oh, maybe I'll uh, try and make it like so the river spells out my name or something, but in doing so, they. <laughs> like create an antidote and it just kind of nullifies everything oh i love that so they're actually like 
in in their attempts to do a better crime, they nullify the previous crime, and their mm. own version is just kind of shit. And yes, and I think what could help with making them more insufferable is a almost in like a meta textual type thing is that you're never going to be able to see the climax of a comic arc because right. the hit because Monsieur keeps on ruining it before it can reach the climax. <laughs> oh, so that's insufferable. So you so all of these arcs are gonna t- kind of. I'm curious on how long it could last, but none of them are ever going to reach that kind of act three, like, end of, like, a Marvel movie. Like, oh, it's... I can't think of any good examples, really, because it's a Marvel <laughs> movie, but, um, <laughs> you know, like, where everything seems to come together. Yeah. That never happens because Monsieur like, is oh, just it, shit. it was the AIM guy. I am the Mandarin. Because you yeah. hadn't figured that out already. That kind of <laughs> big moment. Hmm. Yeah, that kind of stuff's just going to get absolutely taken out because Monsieur just did some random thing to try and get their uh, their image out. Mm-hmm. So you want to make this character unlikable, both in fiction and to the readers of this comic as well? I feel as though there's... I'm not, well, what tone are we looking at in this? Because if you wanted it to be unlikable both to the reader and the people in the comic, then you probably could get away with a comedy style mm. because there would be something mm. quite funny in the aspect of... Um, um, what ha- does what does our esteemed uh, lead creative director... Uh, <laughs> what, what kind of tone are you looking for in this one, Ushio? Like, Personally, mm. as somebody who likes a good bit of trash, I'm quite firmly in the lampooning the stereotypes with full-on parody. So we're in kind of mm. like One Punch mm. Man territory. Okay. <laughs> so this this guy, he's kind yeah. of like he got he's kind of like the last guy to show up at the crime, and because he's the last guy to get away, he's the person mm. who always gets caught, and all the decent bad guys always escape. But because he's the person who gets caught, he can always boast with the guard saying, "Oh, it was me. You know, I was the guy who did that. Mm. How would you feel about that? You know, just just a bit of a douche, really." <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a way, the comparison to One Punch Man is quite cool. Because that in yeah. itself also has that kind of anti-climax thing. Because you know that Saitama's going to defeat them in one punch, it almost kind of negates the the punch of it, I guess. You know he's going to win. Mm. You know, it's, it's just about how it's going to mm. yeah. get get to that point with the other characters. Yeah. Mm. So he, he needs to exist within a world where there are actually competent people around him who are making things happen. Mm. <laughs> we, which can be so cool, because you can just have... Because Monsieur's going to look... We could probably talk about costumes and everything in a bit. But you can just imagine all of these kind of pastiches and like parodies of the grand villains you've seen mm. in all kind of superhero fiction. Yep, yep. Mm. Like, and I then someone... you've just got Monsieur, who's a bit shit. Yeah, <laughs> I saw. I saw someone bring up, um, of all people, Mad Mod today, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? You can't say he isn't memorable. Yeah. Uh, for those who aren't aware, Mad Mod was a Teen Titans villain. Who was heavily influenced by like was it the 1960s? Yeah, mo- literally. Yeah, well, like well, modern culture, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there was just loads of. I just remember lots of like Benny Hill esque kind of chasing. Yeah, like he he did a load of um like psychedelic room warping and stuff, so you'd like fall into some sort of 60s pattern, and it's like, yeah. oh, guess what? It's it's a visual representation of drugs, but mm. this is for kids. So. <laughs> Hey, you know that one that one target, you know the 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 three circles in inside each other, that the villain. Right, yes. <laughs> um 
but no this yeah this um this whole like one punch man comparison is like super apt i think that's a really good sort of like sort of tempo about the, the tone we're going for like mm. you know the, these villains are actually like you know they're cracking on with it and they're pretty damn good at it then there's this guy <laughs> your your little little trash boy Ushia. your little <laughs> trash idiot twizzling his mustache handing out his card being like listen this is all me now watch as i shoot this barrel and make my escape you know he hops on the barrel shoots it expecting it to like blast off like a firework and just explodes himself and <laughs> lands himself in jail or some shit huh mm. let's talk about that costume shall we <laughs> i was gonna say so yeah like you need that that vivid pop that comes from like mad mod but you also need, we can't lean right into fucking Tuxedo Mask as much as we may want to. <laughs> I mean, I was well, thinking like um, Top and Tails type, type stuff. So, like, it has to have a lot of spectacle to it. Yeah, I think you could wear like the full so. suit. Oh, but, white um, gloves. Okay, oh, I will, yeah, white, I will yeah. concede we have to have... Yeah, proper smart suit mm. kind of thing. Should he have a, like a, mm. a cape, Tuxedo Mask cape? Anything like that. Mm. What if what if it's not a full cape, Ooh. but you have the, the coattails and they extend way out? <laughs> <laughs> like a cape. Like that yeah, just that like works. curling up off the floor kind of thing. Yes, like the mustache. <laughs> yes, there's the motif. <laughs> oh, don't, don't use the mustache as some sort of like motif. Oh. Like, but <laughs> Too I, late. <laughs> They have a curling mo- motif. Everything curls on them. You know, yeah, just, just so like all the people like... around them cringing in on themselves. <laughs> a bit of a Tim Burton curl. You know how he designs his stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, of course, they're wearing, like, winkle picker shoes as well. Like, maybe even, like, the, the cuffs are, like, you know, uh, having a bit of a, uh, a curl on them. A bit this, of a curve. Like... This villain um, models himself over the the drama from uh tim burton so like makes up some shit wild shit about his childhood like i don't know my parents put bars on my windows that's definitely a thing that happened um i'm sorry i'd just like to interject quickly i just saw as we're talking costumes and we don't want to step on toes i'll have a look at what gentle criminals got for a uh, costume Uh and Uh lo and behold it's a long top and tails god damn it (laughs) damn (laughs) we've got to keep away from this character (laughs) so stick that in the bin Okay, well, start back over. to the drawing board. I've just swept across my arm across the desk. There it goes. <laughs> it's all just clattered into the bin. Start again. So, someone Ooh, mentioned okay. hashtag uh, earlier, and normally that's the kind of thing that really gets people's backs up. So I think maybe like a, a mm. hashtag design right across the chest or something like this. Oh. I think oh, they could just, kind of have uh, a... That just upset people. <laughs> they could maybe go for like more of a... Because, I mean, it's not just that kind of style of person who goes for the moustache could be kind of like a hipster kind of look so oh. we could be looking at like a man bun <laughs> mm-hmm. or as as it is colloquially known a bun <laughs> <laughs> yes that also works but this makes it sound much the... but this sounds much worse Jim. I we know. call it the man bun that's I true know. villainy oh, um, God. they, so they are they telling it to one irritating ass little idiot they could have like a vest oh yeah, Go on, I want to know what else you know of hipster outfits. Um, braces. Yeah, shorts, long socks. But with, <laughs> but, but with still like the suspenders on. Got to get yeah. the Zetai Ryoki in there. Yeah. Oh, God. They and have then, like just I don't like, know, some kind of like stick tattoos jacket. as well. Good jacket. Hmm. There's got to be a jacket on there, I'm sure. What if it's like a... um? Right, okay. Here, here it is. The most irritating piece of clothing you'll ever do see. 
what if it's like one of those um like black parade jackets you know with the <laughs> um the tassel shoulders oh, I know. oh one of those like general kind of the, the military kind of jacket mm. yeah see i have Just another like... pitch for you either that or um the classic 80s blazer with the sleeves rolled up oh, that's a good one <laughs> uh, i i think usha you get the final say in this like what 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 do you like or what don't you like i don't know man i just want to make the guy a really obnoxious weeb with the man bun, it got me thinking of like Toshiro Mifune and people trying to pretend they're samurai and stuff like this. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think can... the military jacket then. Yeah, like the the old school uniform kind of deal, mm. like the Japanese school uniform with the yeah. big buttons and oh, stuff, yeah, yeah. and the the high that collar. Was... Oh god, <laughs> disgusting. God damn. Which... Oh, this. I, I don't even know I what this guy. I hate this guy. <laughs> See, look, we're inciting hate. That's what you want in this character. <laughs> On ourselves, pain, pain and anguish. <laughs> we don't really want them to be aesthetically pleasing. We kind of want them to be disgusting. Like if no, you, if like if you, like just imagine you've spent months on your magnum opus, like villainy thing. Like you're gonna have a massive blimp, and it's gonna like push out all of these like all of your like hordes of villains and stuff. And it's taken months of planning. Yeah, you've got your massive like TV screen on the side of it with your face giving out your manifesto, and then suddenly because some mook in a barrel has tried firing themselves off. They're fired straight into your blimp, and it goes down like the Hindenburg. <laughs> and then you, you see the person who's still in the barrel when they come out of the wreckage, and they just look. They've got their bun vest. <laughs> Shitty moustache. You'd think... Like all, all the news cameras are, like, focusing mm. on this dumb man bun... And you're like, the real spectacle is happening right before you, and all you can focus on is this twat. Mm. The the brief was trash, and we... It's like that bit in the Pokemon movie where it's like, oh, we, we wanted to create the most powerful piece of trash <laughs> we could, and we succeeded. <laughs> Have you ever seen the anime um, Psyche? No, no. Hang on. I'll, I'll just get the, the, full, the full name up. What's it called? Dis- the Disastrous Life of Psyche K. And oh! oh. Yeah, yeah. There's a character in there called Nendo, and for some reason he has got the ugliest character design you'll ever see. And he's got like, <laughs> he's got like a, a bum-shaped chin. It's not the boy, right? Yeah, he, he's got like a, a mohawk, but shaved on all other sides. And he's deliberately made to be the most annoying, ugly, out-of-place character within this whole universe. <laughs> <laughs> but it works. Like, you just get used to it. Mm. <laughs> so, I don't know. Everyone finds him really horrible and annoying, but he doesn't care. <laughs> he just kind of goes with it. Mm. What about this? What about this? Um, what about this, my good friend? What if we tinkered with this character? Maybe almost like on an issue-to-issue basis where they are always irritating, you know? Let, let's not have them blend into the background after a few issues, after a few copies, after a few, you know, trades... Let, let's make them an ever-evolving character who's either always dressing funny, maybe they pick up some slang like six months after it's gone out of style. Let's keep them bad. How does sure, that sound? Like, I, I feel like that's the focus of mm. uh, this, this series. Like This character has to be in the limelight. That's the whole deal. Like If, if oh. he isn't, then that's just that just doesn't compute with his character. But what happens... If in the actual comic itself, he isn't in it that much. 
go on. How do you mean? So the focus of each issue is about a different crime being perpetrated by a big villain. Mm. And we've literally got our main villain almost in the background. Mm. Oh, so like you're reading like a series of short stories, basically. And you as over the course of a short story, you would forget about that. Like you get into story two of a collection mm. and you're like well the ending of that first one was really weird i didn't like that character anyway we're on to a new story and you as you go through the second one you follow this this new villain and their clever plot and you're mm. like wow this is oh man this took so much planning i, I kind of want this villain to succeed like this is like the fucking death note reboot or whatever yeah. like wow <laughs> i actually root for the villain in this one and then you get to uh the second one uh the end of the second story and you're like Oh no, here he is. It's him again. <laughs> Fuck. And it's like we could do it quite cleverly with like little visual cues in like the background of like maybe seeing like him in his like normal wear, just kind of like to use the barrel thing again, carrying a barrel somewhere. Mm. But it's just like really mm. like so you've they're peppered throughout it. Oh my god, can this be like please can this be like Mysterio? So like if you watch Spider Man um Far From Home again you can see Mysterio in like a a just a random baseball cap and a Hawaiian shirt in the background of one of the shots oh, really? very early in the film. Yeah, it's it's um it's brilliant because it's only for like a couple of seconds and he's just on the on the phone and he turns just so briefly to look at Spider Man and then he's gone. Mm. So he was there just like watching him before he like enacts his plan. So if you can nice. have just some tiny little hints that 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 our shitty boy is <laughs> I mean, in f- each of these stories <laughs> i mean f- far be it from me to deny you uh, inspiration by from mysterio thank you thank you I can, I can, I pitch, can i pitch something that would be also very irritating to our readers if Go we're on. if we're doing this <laughs> what if like what if they mess up their own arc what if like <laughs> what if they they're having like this actual like introspective moment you know and they're sort of examining why they're doing it and they're sort of building that that the ultimate plan to really get them back in the game or to you know fulfill some daddy issues or something what if they're like you know we take the the readers on like a real emotional roller coaster with this character and then you know they're they're about to like achieve like um, apotheosis they're about to actually become like a, a true villain you know that they're gonna achieve what they've always wanted to do, and we see like every step of the way, all the hard work, the sweat, the planning, the the toil, the the rebelling against the forces that hold them back. But then, like when it comes to like the crime, they just I don't know, they just slip in a banana peel as they're about to do it, and they just don't walk into the bank, or they just like I don't know, shoot themselves in the, literally in the foot before they actually like enact it. Just let's just really piss off our readers. Yeah, it's like he's That's about to do the, the... the getaway in the car, but he's already been clamped, and so he can't drive off before, <laughs> before he can do anything, you know? That, maybe that kind of twist. Exactly. <laughs> Just, That's very good. Like, That's very good. Let's, let's give this, this, this monsieur no satisfaction. Yeah. Or could we also maybe have it so like the final issue is done from monsieur's po- point of view, and then their final act is interrupted by a villain who's actually managed to do it because they spent so much time on their own plan that they didn't, like, they just totally went under the radar of this ridiculous moles coming from under the ground type deal. 
Oh, a little flippity flip. Are we? Are we I flip? like it. And then that, then that way you kind of give the readers that satisfaction of the other villains finally doing it. I like that. But I then like that, that villain is even shittier. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it could be. Like maybe oh, they went shit. to the wrong city or something. Like they were trying to look for some different hero who's in a, some random city and they just happened to stumble into this one because they were underground and couldn't see where they were going. <laughs> oh, it's shit villains all the way down. <laughs> oh, that that that's great. I I love that. Like no no satisfaction whatsoever. <laughs> Do we want to think on some of the random villains that we might encounter? Do we want oh, to take yeah. another spin on the generator? Oh, I think we do, Joshua. Um, do you want to give us another set of um, info, Ushio? Some some yeah. quick ones. Uh, give us uh, another season. Another season. Okay, um, let's... There's, there's only three. Well, if we go for the complete opposite, we'll go for summer this time. Okay, summer. Uh, another colour, please. Black. Oh. Um, and uh, a birth month, please. Mm, June. We'll go with June. Oh, so, so this opposite is the uh, uh, Doctor of Night and Torment. <laughs> so is this like Jeez. a a legit bad guy? Yes. <laughs> so this this will be one of the villains that Armasier kind of gets in the way of. So we can go as hard on this as we want. Yeah. Yeah. Any 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 thoughts? Any any anything that's conjured by that name? He's got to be the real deal. He's got to be super cool. Mm. Like I'm just like that. That's a really, really good bad guy that mm. people. The thing is, I think if the the superheroes or the things they're trying to do, if they if they're really obnoxious and smug, you want to see the bad guys succeed. Yeah. So like they're, pro- they're mm. kind of living in within a world where people maybe need taking down a notch or two, and that that's mm. kind of like the drive for some of these villains, perhaps. Oh, so there's there's sort of a sympathetic edge to them in this world you think sort, like, sort of yeah i don't know i'm just trying to find a way of making the people like appealing because if they're so unappealing you don't want to read about them then there needs yeah, to be no, some kind of reason to read there's definitely ways of like i've definitely read series where like you catch yourself like midway through going holy shit why am i rooting for all these terrible terrible people dora hidoro does that <laughs> like everyone in that is so terrible except for like you know nikaido and and um our main lizard boy oh kind yeah so like <laughs> but but then you also catch yourself going oh but also i really like that one and that one and that one and oh shit no they're all good but they're terrible what's wrong with me you know like one of them literally transforms a whole city into mushrooms yep stop <laughs> killing people and yet please. then he's like look at my cute little dog friend he's, his mask matches mine and i'm like shit i like him damn it <laughs> well so, that's like, the thing we have we have to make these other villains um a, a bit like when you watch like john wick and the entire cast is murderers and yet, you find yourself <laughs> empathizing. Like, okay, I got you. I got you. Go on. So this guy's a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. What if he's like a doctor for all these villains? Um, so he's like a, a doctor for villains, mm-hmm. but like they get so many vi- villains into their clinic or hospital or whatever because all the superheroes fucking bash him to mush. Uh... There's your sympathetic edge. Oh, gotcha. okay, okay. So uh, this this doctor's power is to fix 
whatever is wrong, you know, whatever ails you after fighting a superhero, and then they take whatever that injury is, all the pain and the visuals of it, mm-hmm. and inflict it right back on whichever hero inflicted it. <sighs> but like oh, in an instant. So say mm-hmm. like um, a superhero with like crushing power or whatever crushes like um uh a a you know a small time crook's leg or whatever mm. and then our doc you know bam bam fixes fixes up this little crook uh and then they go to confront the hero and suddenly the hero like collapses on their leg and they're like what what is happening and their leg is just suddenly like flat and they can see it nothing has caused it Fuck. Mm. So that's that's where the terror comes in. <laughs> nice. Return to sender kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh well yeah. that's that's the stand name right there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> wow. Um it's a sh- it's a shame our like first crappy son has to like mess up this very good hero's uh, or villain's uh time of it all. Such a shame. How would they? That's hmm. like, um So say like we have got like the the big Superman analog is here. They've done something. Like, how would you actually go about messing up the Doctor's attempt of defeating the Superman? Okay, okay. the The scene um, continues from where I left off. Mm-hmm. So the leg has been flattened, mm-hmm. and our superhero is like clutching at their what's left of their leg. Like, how is this possible? Why? And our Doctor Villain is about to launch into like a whole monologue about justice and like um, an eye for an eye and all that kind the, of the stuff. The monologue. Yes, yes, yes. And then a safe, <laughs> a, a perfectly square safe from a higher level of this building falls directly on the leg in the instant this this Doctor is about to launch into the monologue. And mm. then out pops uh, someone <laughs> over the balcony. It is Monsieur going, oh, would you look at that? Oops, I appear to have crushed this super duper strong superhero's <laughs> leg. Just me, me alone. There's no poetic justice here in this moment. Wow. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna send this by the creative lead. Uh, are we, are we into this issue? Is this a, a ten out of ten? It, it sounds really weird. We got, we got two sets of people, and I'm not sure how they're gelling. To be honest, it's they're, they're really, they're really different, and they're really from different places so I, I, I don't know we'd yeah. have to workshop a bit more i think i don't know mm. <laughs> <laughs> because one's he actually sounds like a nice guy whereas the other guy's such an Im- unsympathetic loser and you know I'd, mm. I'd feel i'd feel bad it wouldn't be a like a parody anymore i'd just feel bad <laughs> and i'd want to burn the book <laughs> <laughs> N- not not even for you oh no jeez <laughs> Well, mm. so guys, we've done bad. Maybe what, we need that, like epilogues to each story or something. Just a one page, just saying they're fine. Oh, no. what? Like, um, whilst so and so was in prison, they managed to do this. Yeah, like while while Monsieur whilst Monsieur was, was serving um, six to eight, uh, the Doctor managed to do all of this and stuff. Yeah, you can Would have like some some like. Um... Like a moment of being disheartened, like, oh, why do I bother? This idiot's just going to fuck it all up. But then you can have like a, um, hmm, just like a moment with the doctor. Maybe the doctor has like some sidekicks who mm. assist them. And they're like, well, 
I'm so sorry your moment was ruined, like, and Doc's like, it's fine, like, he doesn't have health insurance, whatever. <laughs> it's probably like I his will, uncle we'll or something him. like this, like, he's kind of obligated to look out for him, even though he knows he's a complete dickhead. Mm. Oh. So it might oh, be like, like a, a familial that. tie, something like that. That's that's the reason that they're to hanging out together. Otherwise, why would you? <laughs> what the um the the doctor and the yeah the doctor is Monsieur. the uncle of Monsieur. Hmm. Oh. Otherwise, they got no oh, reason so to like, hang out. Hmm. I mean, I d- I wouldn't have said they were hanging out. It was no. more that Monsieur just like burst in on the scene, like mm. ruining it for him. Hmm. 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 Well, is tricky. I see you what you what mean. Ha- like the doc is too too sympathetic of a villain that you want to win they need to be doing it for a more despicable reason might be for like villain villain welfare something like this (laughs) in the retirement i do when i reach a uh a cul-de-sac in my creative process what do you 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 say leave leave it to the listeners to decide (laughs) i leave it to the listeners to decide (laughs) oh dean just monsieuring in as who tries to save this story what, what a uh as the climax of our story is about to come to pass, here comes uh, the, Monsieur the man- Dean of M- pain Monsieur and anguish. Dean. Yeah. Now it's me. I'm the Monsieur. I'm I'm the one. Um, oh, oh, he's getting mustache wax everywhere. Oh, oh. <laughs> get away from me, gross. Um, and any last miscellaneous ideas before uh, we uh, end this episode? And I melt into a puddle of like sweat and mustache oil. I think maybe like on the, the last chapter he, he messes up so bad that he, he saves the world in like a proper Yajirobe style and he's a he's, he's like he's like a hero for everyone and yes yeah <laughs> and he hates it <laughs> he fails oh, that, so that, hard he succeeds oh, and that's such a nice like kind of take on like a villain being defeated by becoming the hero yeah that's, that's <laughs> such a fun little true, idea true defeat <laughs> yeah yeah it's like Megamind if Megamind wasn't wanting to be a superhero. <laughs> if Megamind was still <laughs> yeah. very stupid. Yeah, Megamind's quite a good point of reference. I, I really think so. Mm. I mean, I, I, D- Dean and Josh can test. I am always <laughs> yelling about Megamind, so yeah. I'm happy whenever someone uses that as a point of reference for a villain. Like, there's such a good mood board for this um, this villain in this <laughs> comic. Like, it, it's been a fun one to sort of... Um, Except for you know, gentle criminal, these... like I've got to put that on the board and then put a big cross across it. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, it's it's good because I mean, like, there's so many photos of like the full body shot. That's like, okay, just don't do that. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Easy. And isn't that, in a way, inspiration? Hmm. <laughs> telling you what not to do as well. Uh, but but uh, uh, do you know what I can tell you what to do? Oh, tell us, Josh. See, there's there's a segue for you. I like uh, it. You can leave us a review on our. Uh, where? SoundCloud? <laughs> Wemst. <laughs> uh, our SoundCloud, our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, please leave us a review. Um, and whatever handle or name you'll leave, we will turn into a, um, a superhero. A trash boy. Yes. A trash boy, like our, our young hipster friend here. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but like n- that's not the only way you can like spread the good burpy word. Um, you can go to our Twitter, BBR underscore podcast, um, where you'll find us posting all sorts of junk, um, but also not junk, like the illustration <laughs> that I'm very much looking forward to with uh, 
with the the mood board that we've nice today. nice save there yep <laughs> <laughs> got in there and also we'll be uh, posting up where to find all of your work uh Ushio, which just instead of saying also on twitter where can we where can we find you um i'm kind of dotted about a bit i've got like a, a manga review channel called Ushio's manga corner so if you want to hear about some of the the really weird stuff that i do read i'll talk about it on there I've also got a gaming channel, Ushio underscore gaming, and my Twitter is at Ushio underscore tube, Ushio tube. So yeah, I can be found on any of those places indulging in trash. Delightful. <laughs> Just like us all. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good motto. We might have to take that for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> there are some like top, top-notch uh, wrecks on there, uh, everyone. Just go go mm. follow this, this wonderful, wonderful creative being. Um, and... Uh, Thank you so much, Ushio, for joining us and for shaping this uh, this lad into something that everyone can really hate. Thank you for <laughs> inviting me. <laughs> I hope you had fun. Oh, cool! It was good. Thank uh, you. Oh, I think we I think we've had a lot of fun. Like it's it's nice like when you're in the creative process to talk about your inspirations and you know observe how they're dictating your um your your hand metaphorically, as it were, isn't it? It's just nice. Mm-hmm. Mm. But also like. You know, sometimes you feel like, oh, damn it, I was I was too close to the things I liked. That <laughs> that can be tricky, mm. but we managed it. We got away from it. It's fine. It is heaven and hell. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, it's time for hell. You've been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I am Dean. Damn, my mustache is too moist, McKnight. I'm Jade. Get that wax away from me, Sarsen. And I'm Josh, jumping out of a com- comedically large safe Randall. And I'm Trashman Ushio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. See you next time.